Can I tell you about the dream I had last night? Please. I had a dream that you cut all of Margot's hair off. Margot's our cat, by the way. You cut all of her hair off, like shaved her down to her skivvies. <laughs> and you told me that you had a surprise for me and you brought her out and she was this gross hairless cat. And I was so mad that I refused to touch her. It was horrifying. <laughs> Is this sounds like a like I've got a surprise for you? <laughs> Pull out a fucking raw chicken. That is our cat. <laughs> it was it sucked. I was so sad. Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode <laughs> of Lucid Screams. My name is Evil Eric Barton. I'm Evelyn. Yeah, she is. That's it. Upset about my cat. Your dream cat. <laughs> dream cat. Dream cat. <laughs> And last Sorry. week, we discussed the horrors of... Uh, zombie sex. Of zombie sex and uh, sons and mothers. But this week, we're talking about fathers and daughters. We watched Seals, Seals, Soul Station. You can say Soul Station. It's Soul fine. Station. <laughs> the prequel to Train to Busan. Yeah, we did. Before we get into it. Why don't you tell me, tell me a little about, about your week? What'd you get up to? Mm, a little bit about my week. I mean, you were here the whole time. I was here the whole time. <laughs> In the shadows. Um, shaving cats. <laughs> taking names. What were you doing? Taking names and shaving cats. Oh, shaving cats. I, yeah. I didn't hear shaving. I was like, what? What What were you doing to the cats? Uh, cats. No, I, I watched a, a bunch of random stuff this week. Um... I marathoned the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, which was fine. I feel like I can't marathon those movies more than once every, like, six years. Um, I've been catching up on a lot of my podcasts. I realized that I have a bunch saved in my library, but I've only listened to, like, one or two episodes of them. Because um, usually when I find a podcast that I really like, I'll just power through it and listen to, like, every single episode. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been doing with talk scary to me. I know I've talked to you about this podcast so many times. Um, but it's a, it's a podcast that's hosted by Scout Taylor Compton and our girl, Danielle Harris. And obviously they talk about horror, um, but they also talk about love and sex and relationships and mental health. And they're just like completely open books about their lives and they tell the wildest fucking stories and it's really fun. Um, so that's what I've been focusing on right now. But I do have a I do have a bunch of other podcasts in the in the chamber ready to go. Nice. Yeah. Did you watch any horror this week? Uh, yeah, that's that's all I watched. Our cat wants to know. Um, God, I, I watched so much shit. I can't I can't remember everything. I watched X. What'd you think? Um, I mean, when this episode sexy, airs, it'll see horror movie. <laughs> yeah, when this airs, it'll have been out for like over a month. Um, Should we drop a spoiler alert? I, I mean, probably. Um, we'll put it. I'll put it in the in the show notes. If you want to skip ahead and pass the pass the, uh, the the review of X, well, you jump to this mark. Yeah, uh, it was it was fine. It was. I I don't think Ty West or A two four are reinventing the horror genre by any means with this movie. Um, it looked really nice. The, the cinematography was great. There was a lot of blood and gore and sex, which was fantastic. But I, I didn't really care for 
the story or like what was really happening. It was just kind of meh, honestly. It didn't change my life, but it was fun. But it was sexy. It was sexy. It was very sexy. Damn. Yeah. Um, but it was fine. That was Mia Goth. Uh, she was okay, I guess. <laughs> I don't I don't really know Mia Goth from anything, so I wasn't She was super... in uh, Cure for Wellness. I don't remember As that movie. As the person dude. who spoke <laughs> like this the whole time. I don't remember that movie. I think Hi. I blacked it out. <laughs> the guy was like, if you ever watched Cure for Wellness, he meets like a little, like he goes to this like, uh, I don't know, like a, like a evil spa and he evil meets spa. this girl who's like, hello, I'm very, you can tell I've lived a weird life from the way I talk to people. Oh, she was very evil. Very evil. But she wasn't evil. She was just, uh, oh, she was also in, um, I'm pretty sure she was the girl in uh, the Miss Peregrine. Miss Peregrine. Really? Peregrine. Peregrine. Peregrine books. The movie version. That's in Burton version. That's not good. Really? Yeah. I, you know, I don't remember that movie either. Because she was like, hey, I'm the little blonde girl who can't stand on the ground. Basically the same person. Wee, I'm <laughs> drifting in the air. I'm so whimsical. Wait, I don't think she was the one that could float. Pretty sure. She was like the main person. Wasn't that a little blonde white girl? Mia Goth is a little blonde white girl. Is she blonde? Yeah. You know okay. what? Actually, I may be wrong. <laughs> it may be the girl from... Uh, 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 Sweet Bitter. Like the main character from Sweet yeah, Bitter? That may have been her and Miss Peregrine. Yes. I'm pretty sure. It doesn't matter. I don't like that movie. Um, yeah, X was fine. I, I probably won't rush for that Blu-ray. So, you know, it is what it is. Hmm. Yeah. What, uh, what have you been up to? What are you creeping on? Oh, God. Uh, uh, literally nothing. Literally nothing. I've been watching a ton of, um, Tokusatsu programs, which are just big monsters, dumb costumes, Godzilla fights in the streets. Hell yeah. Uh, and Mothra fights in the sheets. Mm. We've been watching, I've been watching uh, Ultraman and Kamen Rider, the old school ones. And it is just amazing what people got away with, what, what you can call entertainment. I know what Ultraman is, but what is Kamen Rider? Kamen Rider? Is uh, it like writer, like writing a motorcycle exactly. or writing, like writing a book? Yeah, it's exactly like that. He in common, I'm pretty sure is like a, like a mantis. So he's like a mantis writer. Are you praying mantis? Yeah. Okay. And if you look at the, if you look up the design of the costume, he's supposed to kind of look like one. The, it's about this uh, motorcyclist who uh, gets in an accident and he is taken by this evil organization that turns him into a cyborg but instead of using his powers for evil, he uses them for good. And he mm. fights. Uh, it's, it looks a lot like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, if you ever watch that show. But thank you to Shout Factory TV for putting it on Amazon where I can purchase it. You bought it? Well, I mean, I, I have the <laughs> subscription, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. I bought in. You did. Shout mm. Factory, man. They fucking get you. You know, what's also getting me right now is AEW. Right now, as a time of recording, we have uh, WrestleMania weekend coming up, and I could not be less interested, but I am totally into AEW right now. My girl, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. Just won yes. the championship. I'm so down for it. I'm not even kidding when I say I got emotional when I watched her win that freaking belt. About time. I knew she was going to do it, but damn. In San Antonio. It was good. Yes, girl. Uh, so that's all I've been doing. Hell yeah. So you want to get into the movie? Yeah, let's talk about a movie. All right, so uh, Soul Station. Um, should I just give you the synopsis first? 
Please. Yeah, I want to. Okay. A man desperately searches for his runaway daughter as the government struggles to shut down the area around a zombie outbreak. That's the longest one I could find. Perfect. <laughs> now, this, is, this, of course, is the prequel, the animated prequel to... Train to Busan. Train to Busan. Um, it was technically... It was released after Train to Busan, like three months after Train to Busan, but it was actually made before Train to Busan, like a year before. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The um, the director, God, I'm going to say his name wrong. Um, uh, please forgive us for any incorrect pronunciations. This is a South Korean film. Yeah. We do <laughs> I'm not sorry. speak Korean. Um, Yan Sang Ho, he's the writer and director, um, he actually majored in... I don't know if this is the exact term for it, but he basically majored in animation in college. Um, so his first three features were animated films, uh, one of them being this one. Um, so he released this one in like 2014 to like film festivals and stuff. Um, it didn't really do a lot. And then he um, went on to release his like first live action feature, which was Train to Busan. And that one did fucking incredible in the theaters. So then he released this one as a prequel. So this isn't so much a, a prequel like it was made on the, the – the, it wasn't made uh, after like Trinity Busan got popular and like, oh, we'll do a prequel film to show how it all started. This is where it all started. Yeah, this is where it all started. It's, like, it's kind of like a prologue. Like a prologue prequel. Honestly, it's a little – this film, it, it's a little bit more – the, the topics that it covers and the way it handles them are a little bit more – they got me a little bit more with then train to Busan has a lot more humor in it. It does. And that, which is nice in horror movies to kind of like cut the tension. This one, like once it gets going, it's just so fucking sad and just, there's no way out of anything. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's because it's animated, but I didn't really feel a lot for most of this movie. Um, I mean, it was, it was really good, but I feel like because it was animated, it didn't really give me as much of a, I, I guess like a, a visceral feeling as Train to Busan did. I don't, I don't know. It just, it didn't get me as much like in the beginning. Sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, it obviously it's pretty obvious to see that this movie is covering, like there's a lot of social commentary in it. Like half of the population in South Korea in this movie is homeless and people just don't give a shit about them. Um, and that's a very big theme in this movie. So that was really sad, like the way everything kind of played out. But I don't know. I feel like it would have affected me more if it was a live action movie. I, the, the way that it was animated was very interesting. The, the, like the way people run in the movie, like no one's running at full speed. Like they all kind of like shuffle and like the, they're very bottom heavy and they're, it's, it's, it's like, you don't expect them to outrun the zombies, which are the, some of the fastest fury zombies I've ever seen in my I, life. I am no expert on zombies, but I can say with 1000% certainty that I fucking hate zombies that run fast. I mean, I prefer them because they're obviously scarier, scarier, but mm -mm. no, thank you. <laughs> Like you don't like if you're gonna watch a zombie movie, you'd much rather not have a fast zombie. No, I'd much rather have a fast zombie just for like viewing purposes because it, it you know it keeps the you. tension. Yeah, but it's scary. Yeah, 
Like zombies themselves, they're reanimated corpses. Y'all gonna run now? Did no. you just try to tell me what a zombie was? Mm-mm. Interesting. You didn't know what a zombie was? No, I thought it was a zombie. <laughs> zombies. No, yeah, fuck fast zombies. No, not here for it. At the beginning of the movie, we're introduced to a homeless gentleman who has recently been... At- I like the... I always like when it starts off not telling you where it all began. Like, it's just right now, this person is... Ob- like, we, knowing that it's a zombie movie, and he's walking around with a neck wound that is bleeding, we're like, well, he is going to turn. It yeah. just is all about when. Yeah. It's... Yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was... Almost like we needed a prequel to this prequel because we didn't know where he got that bite from. But at the same time, like it's a mystery. It keeps you asking questions. Yeah, and like if you're if you're watching this after Train to Busan, you know it's a zombie movie. Let's just get to it. Like I don't need all the science and stuff. I just want to see zombies. Yeah, I don't need it. I don't need like a flashback to explain what's going on. Just tell me the story about what's going on right now. Yeah. But on the other side of that, you do have to have the buildup of when's the when's it going to kick off. That was the slowest part of this movie for me. Yeah. It's just waiting for the, the the other homeless person who knew him, who was trying to get like band-aids and he was trying to do all this other stuff. And that's where you get a lot of the, I like in, and I feel like most South Korean movies I've seen, been seeing are all have like this major social commentary thing going on. Yeah. But this one, it, it bordered on too much. Yeah. Like it kind of um, started repeating itself. Yeah, for sure. I do want to say before, if we decide to get like deep into the social commentary stuff, before we do that, I do want to say it was so sweet how that guy was trying so hard to help his friend. Like when he saw that the old man was bleeding and he was basically dying, he was running around everywhere trying to get band-aids and medicine. And like he went to that shelter to see if he could get a bed for him. And it was so sweet. Yeah hurt my heart <laughs> uh so eventually the old man uh disappears can't find his buddy and then Zombie. it starts kicking off but we're also introduced to our main characters um oh god her name is uh hi hi son i'm sorry <laughs> hi son mm-hmm. um and her deadbeat boyfriend i forgot his name doesn't matter it does i'll find it though Continue. Uh, I think it's Ki Wung is uh, her boyfriend. That sounds right. Who was like trying to prostitute her out. They're like homeless. They can't pay their rent for their place they're staying at now. And so he's trying to force her uh, back into prostitution because she just escaped from it. Yeah. Ugh. He's such a piece of shit. Yeah. He like takes a photo of her sleeping and posts it to a prostitution website without her knowing. Ew. Creep. Also, I'm not trying to like bully anyone, but also this is a cartoon, so I'm not technically bullying anyone. But this guy's like a skinny fucking nerd. Why are you letting him push you around like that? Bitch, whoop his ass. That's what I would have done. What I noticed about her and whether or not this is a good representation of a female character, I can't say. But it seemed to me that she was in a position where she just didn't she could not make a decision for herself. So she was always putting herself with whoever, whatever male figure looked like they knew what was going on. Yeah. And so she would kind of glom onto them. And then like, that was her progression through the movie was 
father figure to father figure to father figure. Did they mention how old she was? Like, I feel like she was maybe like 15, 15 or 16. Um, I don't think they did. She was very young. Yeah. Uh, Definitely not an adult. (laughs) I don't remember how long she'd been on the streets, but she's a runaway. And eventually, uh, her father gets a phone call and is let know that, oh, hey, I think she's on this website. Is that her? And he finds her. Oh my God, I have to go find her now. So now he's on the run to find his daughter. Yeah. So compelling shit, man. She is in, she's like next to, she's like walking around Soul Station. Penniless has nowhere to go. Boyfriend has dumped her. Is she barefoot at this point? Uh, No, she's still wearing those like clicky clacky. I remember at one point she ended up barefoot and all I could think was I would be so pissed if I was in the middle of a zombie apocalypse barefoot. I can't do it. Can't handle it. So she's wandering around and then that's when the first like someone rounding a corner going, get out of here, go, you got to run now. And she's like, what? Why are they telling me to run? Why are you shouting at me? Honestly, if anyone round, I've been trained now. If anyone rounds a corner yelling, run, I'm going to run. Listen, you, if you've lived in a city like Chicago for at least five or six years, you know, I'm going to force majeure myself and just (laughs) bolt. Like, even if they're not saying run, if I see someone shouting, that's coming in my direction, I'm I'm going to, at the very least, walk away at a very quick pace. I think we should all practice danger running. Like, instead yeah. of just, like, regular <laughs> jogging, practice just bolting for your life in small spurts. Danger running. Look, if we want to get something together, guys, anyone who's listening, hit up our DMs. That's we'll get a group thing going. That's my personal training program. <laughs> it's called Group Danger Running. And we're just going to while out in the streets and just, like act like we are being chased by certain death. You would be surprised how fast and how far you can run when your adrenaline is pumping. Like you could easily knock out six miles. <laughs> it's like, um, it's like parkour. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. But with a zombie chasing you. Yes. So after she, uh, is brought face to face with, uh, the, zombie attack that was just attacking all the homeless people living around soul station. Yeah. They try to get into the security office or the police office that's local. And they're like, Oh no, don't come in. Well, homeless. I don't want to deal with them. It's really sad the way, I mean, I've never been to South Korea, so I don't know. I I, I would assume this is accurate because he's making movies about it, but it really hurt my heart to see how shitty the, Cops were treating homeless people like they're just disposable. Yeah. It's fucking gross. So once they get in, the the scene where all the zombies are leaning on the glass doors and eventually they all break through. Mm. And then they, the it's the, every time someone makes the decision to lock themselves into a jail cell <sighs> to escape the zombies, I'm like, what have you done? You've destroyed everything. Listen, I feel like in a moment of panic, I maybe would have done the same thing. But at the same time, you're basically backing yourselves. uh, You're literally backing yourselves against a wall. Like, what do you, do you think the zombies are going to get tired and just walk away? I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's the, if there's no back door, it's the one thing you can do to shield yourself. Kind of like a controlled environment. Yeah. But then you have a police officer in there who has a zombie bite and the only one with a gun. Oh my God. 
so that shit was bananas. That sh- man, that stared that like showdown between all of them. You have the two homeless guys. Uh, you have our male, our uh, main lead, and then you have uh, the zombie police officer who is slowly transforming and is losing his mind. To he, I don't know what he he just automatically he starts turning the gun on the people in the cell. Yeah, because um, I think at this point they noticed that he had a zombie bite and they were like trying to get closer to him. Try to take um, the gun away. Yeah, to try to take the gun away, and he just lost it, which. Honestly, I I may have I would have probably done the same thing. So at this point, she's lost her cell phone. Her dad is going. To, he's he has set up a meeting with her shitty ex boyfriend to, I guess, meet up with her. But then he shakes him down. Is like, where is she? Where's my daughter? And he tries to get in contact with her. Can't do it. The uh, cell phone's not working. So. Was he, it like the cell towers that were fucked up or just her battery dead? Her, 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 she dropped her phone when they were going into the cell and I think it turned it off. Mm. So her cell phone is outside of the actual jail cell. So he is now kidnapped the boyfriend and they're zooming around trying to find her. I think they go back to the apartment where they were staying and it's kicked off in there as well. Everywhere. The landlady, like the, I love just like. The moment when some you can tell someone's taking action, like oh, I had to kill these things. Perfect. There was there was one point when they went back into that apartment building. They were in their actual apartment, and the door was wide open, and all you could hear were like footsteps just thumping down the hall. And then you see the zombie landlady come into the shot. I fucking love that. I love just hearing it in the background, and you know what's going to happen, and then boom, it happens. That was kind of scary. When he, I think it was her that the guy, her dad beat him, beat her to death with the top of a toilet tank. Yes, I think I believe so. Yeah. Well, that's when you're like, oh, he's in charge now. He's got some anger issues as well. Dad's got this, which is, I mean, fine. I feel like you kind of need anger issues in a zombie apocalypse. So I, I do great. <laughs> I would thrive. So relaxed. I would thrive in a zombie apocalypse. So at this point, they are trying to skip through the roof, and the the boyfriend is just a, a fucking bubble fuck. worm of a human being. Yeah, keeps fucking everything up. They finally get in contact with her uh, because they've killed the guy. The guy who was the the police officer in the jail has. I don't remember how they get out of the cell. I don't either. I think like the <laughs> army comes in behind them and kills all the zombies. Did the army really do anything useful in this movie, though? No. Yeah, they sucked. So they, well, I think they burst in through the front door and the zombies chased them out and then they went out with them. That checks out. And then she follows uh, the guy who is helping her down into the station to try to find, I think they were, they were going, he knows his way around the station because he lives there. So she, and once again, she just kind of gloms onto him. It's like, okay, you know what you're doing. I'll just go with you. Yeah. Which fair enough. I think I would be in the same situation. Like who, who's the leader here? I'll do it. You're I guess. my new father. <laughs> Are you my daddy? Are you my daddy? Daddy. But that's what I'll also do is I'll resort to a small English boy. For, I'll be the kid from a Doctor Who episode where he's like, "Are you my daddy?" Do it. Yeah, it's the only way I'm making it through. Meanwhile, I'm busting skulls. I yeah. guess I'm your daddy. Yay! Hey. hey. So they are making their way through the tunnels, and they have a great uh, um, fall scare without. Well, they're they're trying to get under the gate. Oh. That was a fantastic scene. Oh, and this woman is just like slowly but surely shuffling towards them. 
And I was like, she doesn't look like a zombie, but maybe yeah. she just got bit or something. Yeah, no, she was... What was she shouting at them? She's looking for her she, mom or something. And <laughs> I honestly don't remember. A homeboy that the uh, high son was following couldn't get under the gate because of his gut. <laughs> oh, that's going to be that's gonna be how I die. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, just, I'm three it's hot horrible. pockets away from that death. <laughs> but it's a false scare. He makes it through and they go into the tunnels under the train station. Meanwhile, above ground, above. No, that's not even what. Oh, we totally missed something right before that happens. The reason why they go into they. So they're stopped by the army. They kill the zombies and they're like, don't worry. We're going to take you to a hospital. Hospital full of zombies. That was the, I have never thought of that before, but of course that's what would happen. Yeah. So they're in the they're in the ambulance. They tell her she gets her call from her dad or her boyfriend. Like, hey, we're going to it. They're taking us to this hospital. Just meet us there. Perfect. Everything's going to be fine. My stomach fell out of my butt when I heard that. Meanwhile, so, oh, yeah. Here we meanwhile, go. Meanwhile, the the homeless guy is like realizing there's a bunch of bite victims in the hospital. He's like, no, we can't go to the hospital. Takes the wheel from the driver, flips the ambulance like a G. And then when they escape, that's when they go under the station. But I was like. When the when the father goes into the hospital and everyone's infected, it's not as crazy as I thought it was going to be. Though, like I thought it was going to be packed to the brim, like Halloween Kills style. Yeah, it was cool though. But it was disappointing, like Halloween Kills. Yes, I said it. It's okay. <laughs> I'll take your hate. That's fine. Give it to me. I hate Halloween Kills. <laughs> Fight so, me next episode. I did miss. They didn't show. I really wanted more of the 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 dad like going through the hospital. Like I just want more zombie fighting deaths. his way through. Yeah, yeah. As the major quick cut to him just in the at the car again with the boyfriend. Yes, like I I, I want carnage. I want but you bodies. Said you got a car? No. Mm. All right, that's fine. <laughs> uh, so the, the the there was a weird moment of zombie figuring out a problem. A zombie figuring out a problem? Yeah. Like the boyfriend's in the passenger seat and the zombie jumps through the driver's side window to lunge at him. <laughs> but he can't because his shoulder gets stuck on the seatbelt. Mm. He's like, ooh, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh, That's good. And he's like, I can't figure like, what's, what's, what is, why can't I reach him? Seatbelts? And then like he and the boyfriend see the seatbelt at the same time and the zombie's like oh that's why and he's like takes himself the seatbelt off and Thanks, he goes guys. again and then the dad kills him do you think maybe he was only like half turned because i feel like once you're a zombie you just kind of lose your your brain and your ability to like think and make decisions like that well maybe it depends on if we're using like whose zombie rules we're using are we using like warm bodies are, where you can fall in love? <laughs> Are we using like uh, World War Z, where you build a little tower of zombies? I've never seen World War Z. I haven't either. I just saw the trailer. Oh, fair. I just I feel, I feel like with most zombies, they just kind of lose their the capacity to like make choices once they're fully zombies. Mm-hmm. Although I guess I guess you're right. It's all most zombie movies are different. So I like the idea of a smart zombie, like. Have like, you ever seen iZombie? The show? Gasp. Those Whatever. are just ghouls. iZombie is great. Those aren't real zombies. Those aren't real zombies. Those They're are, eating brains. Those are ghouls. They're still walking around having a good time. Okay, what's what's a ghoul? Okay, if you're using Tokyo Ghoul uh, 
rules. Ghoul rules. Ghoul rules. So a ghoul would be like a living creature who has like thoughts and opinions and ideas, but they feed off the organs of, uh, they feed off the flesh and organs of a person. Like they kill people and like consume them like a zombie does. So by some movie standards, then a zombie would be a ghoul. Let me just, let me just explain to you real quick. You're going to mansplain ghouls and zombies? Let me just explain to you real quick. Oh my God. If we go to ghoul school, like that's what you'll learn. Still waiting for my acceptance letter from ghoul school. Oh, like the, what was the, uh, the Scooby-Doo in the ghoul school? Oh man. With the, weren't the hex girls in that one? No, that was, uh, that oh, was the zombie aisle. No, no. That was the curse of the witch or something like that. Yeah. 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 Ghoul school was the one with, um, like Frankenstein's daughter and like the mummy's daughter. Yeah. <gasps> That's a good one. They became like the caretakers of a finishing school for monster girls. Yes. Anyway. Ladies, you don't need to go to finishing school. Oh, this, and there's also a scene where they, uh, right after that, while they're walking the tunnels and the, the homeless guy just has like, a, I don't like, she, she's like, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. He's like, I want to go home too, but I don't have one. There, there was one scene like right when they got into the tunnels that I thought was so fucking real. The high son and the homeless guy that she was following, they just like broke down and just started screaming and crying. Like they were just standing there for a good, like two minutes just screaming and crying and letting all of their feelings out. I was like, damn, that's fucking real. I, I mean, none of those zombies have that moment of, I feel sorry for myself. Yeah. Like, like they, they just don't, I feel like with a lot of zombie movies, it's always like happy family or happy main characters in the beginning. And then, Oh, zombie outbreak. What are we going to do? We have to fight. And then they just immediately go into fight and survival mode, which is fine. But we rarely get to see that moment where they just feel helpless and they just lose all control of their emotions. I dug it. I thought it was dope. Then they make their fur way further down into the tunnels and she's like, oh, cool. I know this station. There's light. There'll be people there. And once again, the the idea of just like having a, there's a very, I don't know how thin the glass was, but there's a glass barrier between them and just a station full of zombies who see them. These zombies are on it. They can tell when someone's coming around the corner and they're just like pounding at the glass, trying to get to them. That is always terrifying to me. And she's just standing there, just staring at them, just defeated. Yeah. He's like, we got to keep going. Girl. Knees to chest. (laughs) So the dad and the boyfriend, they, they all end up meeting, uh, on opposite sides of this barricade that's been created. It's fucking police, man. So the survivors have kind of blocked off this alley with trash. Very, it's a very like Le Miserable barrier (laughs) that they've created. Well, it was. Uh, I thought it was the police that created that barrier because they were keeping basically everyone out and just self-preservation, uh, not there, giving there, a shit about anyone. There's the two barriers. There's one uh, There's one on each side. The bus is in front of one side where uh, that's where it's parked to keep, to kind of ward off that section where the, the police are. Yeah, the police that, and the military are behind the buses. And that's where the boyfriend and the dad show up. On the other side, the survivors have created this mountain, uh, the the Miserable Mountain, <laughs> to keep the zombies out. And so they are literally stuck in right in this alley. It's fucked up. And uh, the homeless guy and uh, our main actor, or actor, our main character, get themselves like they are found and like, you got to come over here. We got to go. We got to go. So they join the group of survivors and they're just trying to get to safety 
but the police will not let them because they don't, they, no one knows because they're like, oh, we're not really in control of the situation. We're just waiting to hear. Yeah. I, fuck the police. So like bureaucrat, <laughs> it's just, it's almost, it's almost comedic how like these survivors kind of try to struggle up the bus and they just shoot them with water. Like, get out. Yeah, what are you like, doing? They're Stay trying, down. they're trying to climb up the bus. There are people trying to get underneath the bus and these cops just don't want to hear it. Like everyone is fair game. Yeah. They're, like, they're nah, just psh, get back in there. Yeah. Fuck all you guys. We're just waiting to hear back. Yeah. It's messed up. And understandably the, the dad and the boyfriend are super fucking frustrated. I think yeah. they try to beat up the cop at one point. <laughs> I would do. Uh, eventually, like one of the survivors is like, I, you know, cause South Korea, I believe it has mandatory military service. Um, so he's like, I, you know, I fought for this country. I, I did what I was supposed to do. You should be taking care of me. And the homeless guy was like, I did the same thing. No one's taking care of me. Yeah. It doesn't make you special. Mm. That's when the zombies break through and just start killing everybody. Popping off. And it was, then we see, there was one guy who, I, I wish we had a name for this guy. He was the one person from the group who kind of knew what to do. Like he was always like, okay, okay, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? It was almost like he was military trained. I, he was so quick on his feet. So yeah. he figures out a way to get this ramp. He climbs like the electrical lines to get to the other side. And once again, our main character, she sees the guy who knows what he's doing and follows his way. Yeah. But at this point also, it kind of felt like she was like, well, shit, I need to do things for myself now. So yeah. she made the choice to. To kind of like go off. Yeah. Um, and I think that was because right before this, right, this like right before the zombies break through, right before things pop off, uh, the entire city goes under martial law and the army shows up. Ugh. And what was once kind of funny, like them shooting them with water hoses, like get down, come on, man. The homeless guy is like, you know what? I've had enough. I'm going to get through to the other side. Climbs up the bus and they just shoot him. Yeah. That's horrible. I couldn't help but think that at this point, this is exactly what, how the United States would be if I this mean, ever happened. Like the military would take control and just start shooting everyone and anyone. It and it sucks. fucked if you do, fucked if you don't. Yeah. Ugh. So he's kind of Cirque de Soleil his way up, <laughs> to so the, up to the next building. She's like, I'll do the same thing. And if we've learned anything about her, is she is not qualified to do this. No, no, no. Her upper body strength is almost non-existent. Man, she gets stuck. And he uh, is right like, in the middle, too. He's just like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. fuck. Uh, okay, I gotta help this girl. Oh, do I, do I, do I? Oh, I'm so close. All right, go. I'll go. Makes his way down, uses all of his strength to like hoist her arm up. She gets she gets scratched by a zombie uh. who's just trying to glom onto her foot. Using the word glom a lot. That's fine, I like it. And as he helps her do that, they get him and just pull him down. He's just gone. And now she has to make her way across. And she's, I think she like, she does that kind of like Miyazaki, like just like blah, 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 like down, down the roofs over the building and just like ends up in this apartment building. That's, and she's like looking for help. But it turns out it's just like a, it's one of those like, um, they built it as a project to like to uh, like to bring showroom. in investors and stuff. Yeah, like showroom apartments. And it's just this building full of empty apartments that no one's living in, which is very eerie. And we have all <laughs> these homeless people who who are, who are just sleeping out in stations. Yeah. Oh God, I I didn't even think about that. 
all these empty showrooms and then meanwhile down in the fucking tunnels just yeah. all these homeless people Ugh. and she finally like she she i think at that point she calls uh her boyfriend and her dad like okay this is where i am and they're like cool perfect and she just passes the fuck out i get it girl get it <laughs> when she's woken up by her boyfriend i thought it was a dream sequence same i could not tell <laughs> i was waiting for it to be like no this is all fake and it's still a danger yeah so the boyfriend shows up he's like don't worry everything's gonna be fine you're i'm with your dad and she's like oh my god you really you brought my dad and he's like yeah no problem and she's like is he okay he was really he wasn't well when i left and he's like no no he's fine he's totally fine he's really taking control He's right over here. And then the guy who we've been following as her dad shows up. Who we've had sympathy for this entire time. I was like, you, my man, you're the guy. I like you. And she's like, that's not my dad. Who is it? That's my pimp. Oh, this, this was this. Can you call this the third act? This is the movie for me. (laughs) No, honestly, this, I loved, love, loved everything from this point up until the very end, it kind of felt like a completely different movie. And for a second, I did forget that there was a zombie apocalypse going on, but it was so freaking good. The story just got, it, it was like, it was like, we can't finish the zombie story because that's not where that, this isn't where that ends. This isn't, that story is not where this ends. Yeah. Oh my God. This ends right here, right now with a very small group of people. So good. And it turns out this is her psychotic murderous pimp who has been chasing her down for debt. Mm. And it's almost, I don't know if they, they did something. I don't know if it was intentional, but it, the way the dad was designed and I never saw it before, but when he, when he realized it was the pimp instead, it looked like his face had changed. This, this final act of the movie felt like, and I think this is why I loved it so much. It felt like a slasher. Like it felt like, like Billy and Stu were chasing Sydney through this empty apartment and just just trying to kill her. And it was fucking great. He straight up murders the boyfriend. Dude, he loses it. And he's just like chasing her. Yeah, he's chasing her through this dead inside apartment building. And he's just like, you know, you owe me so much money. You just come back. It's fine. And he's like, do you know what happened to your dad? Mm. is when you ran away, I went to go find him. To collect your debt. And I told him exactly what happened. And when I came back a week later, he was gone. Mm. So he he ran away too. Drama. And it's this like, the the sequence where she's hiding in the closet and he's looking for her and he opens the wrong closet and she tries to attack him and it just doesn't work Mm. out. Throws her on the bed, is about to sexually assault her. Oh my God, I hated this so much. And then we realized that she has been infected. Completely forgot about the scratch on her foot. I My jaw was on the floor. Like when he saw it, I remember. It's the second time. First time my jaw was on the floor. Like I think you saw me. My jaw was on the floor when he said, oh, oh that's my pimp. Yeah. Twice in the span of like 10 minutes. Jesus, our jaws were on the floor. what a good twist. Holy shit. So she – I'm glad they cut away from it, but she – she – Kills the fuck out of him. Ripped him apart, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's such a good ending of like, this isn't going to end good. It's just the ending of the movie. Yeah. It's a zombie apocalypse. None of this is going to end well. Yeah. If you want the movie, you got to go watch Train to Busan. Yeah. Which is also fucking fantastic. 
But yeah. Which is so funny. That's Train to Busan also being a father-daughter movie. A, a real father-daughter movie. <laughs> a real one, yes. Because that's why I was like, oh my gosh, what a great like juxtaposition between like um, someone who was not there for his daughter, so she ran away and she's had a it's a bad parent with uh, forcing their daughter to make uh, the wrong choices. And then the Train to Busan, another bad parent who this could have been his future. But then when the thing about the pimp came out, I was like, oh, never mind. Oh, shit. This is different. <laughs> Yeah, it's um <clears throat> I I think these two are like I said before, I think I I would have enjoyed it a little bit more if it was a live action movie, but it was still really good. Like there were there was a lot going on, there was so much action, and it is a really good juxtaposition to train to Busan. Um yeah, I mean it was just it was a it was a good time. Do you have any interest in watching Peninsula? I do. I didn't actually realize that there was a third movie in this quote-unquote Korean zombie trilogy. Um, I just found out about Peninsula when I was doing research for this movie. So I do kind of want to see how all of this ends. Because um, I believe Pen- Peninsula takes place several years after the zombie apocalypse has spread throughout all of South Korea. Um, and I believe it follows either the military or the police through the movie. So it would be interesting to see it through their eyes, even though they're probably fucking assholes. Um, but yeah, I would like to see it. I need to wrap it up now. Oh, uh, I know we didn't cover train to Busan, but are you excited about the remake they're making? The American remake? No, no last train to New York, whatever it's called. It's not necessary. Train to Busan is still pretty fresh. It came out in 2016. Yeah, but people don't want to read subtitles. Then, then don't watch the movie. (laughs) Don't do it. I'm all about like, if I'm all about like, uh, if you don't want to read subtitles, I understand if you know, don't most do uh, movies have the option for like dubbing. Like, can't you switch that? I don't mind dubbing. I think some people get really up in arms about dubbing, but I'm like, if you have like vision problems, you can't read the subtitles you need dubbing i'm sorry and if it's a matter of you being lazy then you shouldn't be watching this movie yeah (laughs) but i'm also like if the whole thing is i can't connect to this movie because it's not in america something's wrong with you yeah that's not okay (laughs) like i'm not trying to judge anyone but because that's why we get these weird re i know this is going off and not not what this movie is about but we get these weird remakes the american remakes that just kind of copy and paste Rather than like try to adapt the idea of the story into something that is like more relatable to like if if there was something about Train to Busan that was inherently South Korean that I had like a lot of um like uh uh the guy who made Parasite, um a lot of his movies Parasite is incredible, by the way. Oh, they're making a remake. Are uh, you it's gonna be a series, I think. Are you kidding? HBO. This is really upsetting. I'll uh, go off on a tangent later. <laughs> well, they, they remade uh, Snowpiercer as well, but he remade that. Not important. Um, if there's, there's some things that are just inherently in the culture of where the movie is made that may be a little like, oh, I don't quite get that. That I, Maybe I don't quite understand that. But Train to Busan is not one of those movies. No. I, Train to Busan is just a really great fucking zombie movie. And I can understand, I mean, I can't understand, but if the movie centered around like South Korean 
cultures that somehow tied into zombies and stupid Americans kind of wanted to remake that and revamp it, fine. But this is just a really good zombie movie and there's no reason to remake it because it's already good. Like, what are you going to do? How are you going to one-up this? I guarantee you they won't. We'll do a, tr- we'll do a, a, a zombie movie on the Metro or the Amtrak. <laughs> they do it on the Metro. It's, everyone's just going to be drunk. <laughs> God well, that's where it starts off. Everyone gets beers. Everyone's having fun on the Metro. It, and then zombie. It starts off in the quiet car. That'd be a cool scene is uh, everyone's, it's a quiet zombie scene in the quiet car. <laughs> Wait, do, do they have a cast for this remake yet? Have um, they started? Yeah, I think they've, I think it's, they've been trying to do this for forever. Yeah. I feel like I just started reading stuff about this last year, maybe. But I'm sure it's been in the works for a while because Train to Busan came out in 2016. So I think they like leached onto the idea of a remake shortly after Train to Busan came out, which thanks America. <laughs> well, if, I only hope in the trailer they put in a really scary version of Runaway Train and <laughs> God. Going Back. I just, I fear that this remake is. In order to make this work, they're going to have to get really big names to star in it. And that's just going to overshadow the fact that it's it's a zombie movie. And it's going to bum me out. Well, it looks like James Wan is adapting the screenplay. Interesting. There's an Indonesian director that's been in talks to direct it. I don't know any of these movies he's made. All right, let me see. The Last Train to New York. Maybe it's on IMDb. Oh, that's what it's called? The Last Train in New York? I thought you were joking. That's a bummer. <laughs> last Train to New York. It's coming out next year. Oh, snap. Yeah, they don't have any, they don't have a cast yet, which is very strange. Does it say when next year? Uh, like, expected April 21st, 2023. In a year? Yeah. Um, And they don't have a cast yet? They least haven't announced one. Oh, interesting. You probably haven't started filming. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that was Soul Station. That was Soul Station. Ooh. No, different? No. <laughs> it's a different Soul Station. Uh so yeah, thanks for thanks for listening to us talk about zombies and how many how many zombie headshots out of five would you give it? Um uh, zombie headshots. <laughs> Are we talking like hitting a zombie in the head kind of headshot or like taking baseball, a photo how many, of a zombie? How many baseball bats to a zombie head would you give it? Um, I'd give it three. I speaking of ratings, I don't really I don't really care about Rotten Tomatoes, but this got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes for like the critics review, but the audience score was only thirty seven percent. Well audiences I, can go suck it. Well, no, usually not our audience. <laughs> usually it's I, I trust the audience score more. But it's, I found it weird that the audience score was so low. I don't, know. I don't understand. Maybe they all had a really bad day that day. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd give it three three bats to the head. What did you say? <laughs> three bats to a zombie head? Yeah, I'd give it three. It was a good time, but I think I would have enjoyed it more if it was live action. I would give it... Yeah, I'd stick with three and a half to four. At three and a half, like I would do one, two, three, and then go for the other one, but I get attacked by a zombie from behind, and that's the end of my story. Yeah. But I also, 
I like I like that it's animated, but I wish there was more animated horror. I know animation is really difficult to do. It's expensive to do full length animated movies. Yeah. Especially ones that aren't for kids. But I wish there was more animated horror. Same. I I know there's a bunch of Resident Evil movies, but I don't want to watch those. Animated? Mm-hmm. They're like CG animated. It's not. Oh. It's not for me. <laughs> not for me. It looks like video game cutscenes. Yuck. No. Cool. What are we watching next week? Uh, so next week we're watching Attack the Block. I'm excited. So yeah, uh, stick around. Well, not next week actually. We're doing these every two weeks. So we'll uh, we'll see you guys, or you'll hear us in two weeks. Get ready for Eric's really bad British accent. Oh no, here it's we coming go. out. It's coming. We've got Attack the Block, right? Brov. Brov. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. All right, see y'all in two weeks. Later. Late her gator. No. Okay. Well, now it's awkward. <laughs> okay. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe to the podcast on all major platforms and feel free to leave us a review. You can also follow us on Twitter at Lucid Screams Pod and Instagram at Lucid Screams underscore pod. And you can also send us an email at Lucid Screams Pod at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.